Kimia. Lisa. Which one? It. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and this is gonna stay right where it is. <laughs> so what is uh, you right? Right? You starting at you? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you turn darkness to light. You make everything right. Are you even real? I wonder sometimes. Cause you're flawless in my eyes. Long as you're here, feel like I'm floating on air. When you walk by, I just stare. Butterflies won't keep still if all I have is you. I know money can't compare. Whenever you're around, feel like a billionaire. Billion, feel like a billionaire. Billion, feel like a billionaire. Billion. Feel like a billionaire, billion, feel like a billionaire. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we back in this thing. Yeah, whatever, we here. Right. <laughs> I'm here, as per usual. Season two. Season two, ooh. <laughs> so this is like the season two prequel. Right. <laughs> Airing up. So what you been up to? What would you like to say that for episode one of season two? I have been up to being up. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like up. Like for real. Like I've been up to like living life, learning, mm. growing, mm. like uncovering. Mm. Unearthing. Come on now. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. Like getting to know me some more. Uh, making mistakes so I can learn a little bit better and learn by experience because real shit, that's the best way I learn. Okay. But I mean, you know. What what you doing? It what sounds you like you're saying adulting. Uh <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> Yeah, I've been adulting like a motherfucker. I wanna <laughs> return it. Mm. But I know they're going to give me a discounted price because it's been so many seasons. Okay, prorating it. <laughs> like, but I want my full receipted money back. Okay. Full reimbursement. I want it back. <laughs> I want it back. I hate it here. Okay. <laughs> Get me the fuck. ASAP. ASAP. So, okay. Now that I'm finished... I mean, I feel like I am also in a place of growth um, that I feel like I'm transforming Mm. physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully emotionally, um, financially. I'm just, I'm moving. And it's scary as fuck. Mm -hmm. But it's happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm appreciating it. Mm -hmm. Welcome to to Dirty 30. Dirty 30. Hey, dirty baby, you got your money, don't you worry, say hey, baby, he's freaking dirty, but I'm still in my 20s, hey, baby. Not for long, shorty, cause it's rolling behind me, no, I ain't that far away. So, anyway. (laughs) So, so 
the purpose of this is actually to give the people a taste of what they can expect in season two. Mm, they mm-hmm. gonna be ready to get the fuck ASAP <laughs> in season two. But the bigger picture is we're all living, we're all learning, we're all growing together. So why not share these moments with one another? Yeah, that's real rap. It's real rap. Like, why not share it with each other? But while we're sharing it with each other, don't be dumb. Okay. And <laughs> Are we still moisturizing? Are we still minding our business? Are we cleaning our cuticles? Are we eating our bananas? Like, are we doing the dairy? Are we doing our crunch challenges? Our- Forget Stephanie and his crunch challenge. <laughs> Ain't nobody worried about her in this daggone October challenge. Your body is, and your body is thanking you. All right. All right. Thankful and all that. I love the results. <laughs> Shout out to 620 Fit. 620 Fit in the house. I mean, you know, we love you and all, but still, this shit got to stop. <laughs> I think you like it at this point. <laughs> this torture. Mm. Speaking of torture, let's let's jump right into this episode. So, the purpose of this episode is to discuss what has basically been on everyone's lips since the term was coined. Um, don't know exactly when, but... I know it is very big on social media. It's very big in everyday life. And it is something that I feel like is part of generational curses that we need to break. What am I talking about, sis? Toxic masculinity. Period. So toxic masculinity can be defined as the concept of or being used in psychology and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and to men themselves. Traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant, along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, can be considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault and domestic violence. The socialization of boys often normalizes violence, such as in the saying, boys will be boys with regard to bullying and aggression. Self-reliance and emotional repression are correlated with increased psychological problems in men, such as depression, increased stress, and substance abuse. Toxic masculinity traits are characteristics of the unspoken code of behavior among men in American prisons, where they exist in part as a response to their harsh conditions of prison life. Did, Did you catch that? Hmm. where they exist in part Mm -hmm. as a response to the harsh conditions of prison life. Mm. And we are carrying these conditions and and these behaviors and traits out Mm -hmm. in the world where we're supposed to be free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in Mm -hmm. your own words, what do you feel toxic masculinity means? Mm. Well, I mean, you touched on it. You touched on some of the things, um, that whole boys will be boys thing. Mm. It is this whole toxic masculinity, boys will be boys and like excusing horrible behavior and placing it in a gender role is like, are you really serious? Mm. So are you saying because a murderer murders, it's okay because that's his title. Mm-hmm. Like... As long as he does it masculine and aggressive. Like, how? It's fine. And that's absurd. It's the most egregious shit 
I have seen in a long time. Like excusing this behavior and just saying that it's okay because somebody has to be masculine and this is how men act and display their power is dumb. Mm. Like it's so dumb because it, I mean, whoo. Getting turned? I'm getting turned because it's it's like it, it trickles into this homosexual world and you already know personally where I've been lately with this whole toxic masculinity thing and mm. then whole other such situation and section of it toxic femininity mm. that's a whole different thing but toxic masculinity is it's just what it means to me is is dumb period like it's dumb <laughs> I, I don't want to even define it I don't want to even really give it too much energy because I really feel like it's something I feel like it's something that needs to be eradicated and something that needs to be picked apart because just as you read the definition we're not in jail Mm-hmm. Like, well, are we really free? some people? Some people aren't aren't free in their minds. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't like able to think outside of the box and have a big, broad picture of what they're looking at, or even understand or want to understand mm-hmm. another way because they're so used to just going along with what they know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get that. I get that. I've made those decisions, and I've been in places where I have just went along to get along. Mm. But doing that, obviously, just as you said before, like, it has put curses on us and, like, stumbling blocks in front of us that just don't need to be there. Like, I'm trying to create a better world for my future children, somebody else's future children. It's just, I don't know. Please take this because I'm frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frustrated with this. Well, listen, because you're about to feel very much triggered. Um, <sighs> so for me, I feel like toxic masculinity represents the unbridled approach to police who a man should or should not be based upon religion and tradition. Huh. Um, and I say religion and tradition because I feel like religion and tradition ties solely into what toxic masculinity is supposed to be, um, meaning what a man is supposed to be. And more specifically to me, what a man in the black community is supposed to be, because Mm -hmm. from the outside looking in, I don't really see a lot of... You don't see that bullshit in other cultures. Yeah. I mean, you you see it in cultures like the Hispanic community, because they feel like the man is supposed to be the breadwinner. True. But it's not like the man is not allowed to be emotional. Right. Um, I don't see that in the Asian culture because if the man gets upset, he's allowed to lash out. I feel like in our culture and in our society that we walk in every day. Right. It's a policing on men that is just, it's sickening. Yeah. To like, it goes from, you know, childhood when a child is crying and the child happens to be born of male gender. Uh Um, and, you know, the parents are saying, you know, suck it up. It's a child. That child is crying for a reason. Right. They've never experienced this emotion before. They don't know, like, how to really respond to it. So telling them and already ingraining in their minds that, no, don't experience this emotion. Or shut it up. that they don't know how to vocalize it, especially when they can't speak. Mm-hmm. So crying is the way for them to express what is going on with mm-hmm. them. And then it gets to childhood, you know, of adolescence, and it is, you can't play with that because that's not for boys. 
Okay. You have to do this because this is what boys are supposed to do. Huh. You can't wear this color. You have to do this. You have to do that. It's it's it begins at such an early age on policing who we are to the point that we're not allowed to discover who we really are. My God, I'm just gonna put my son in a white suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, it. even even the fact of the wearing the white tee. <laughs> here in As Baltimore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like here in Baltimore, that's a thing. That's yeah. a thing. It's it's a thing. Like it's a group of people that do it. Yeah. It is a sign of masculinity. Absolutely. Or tomboyishness or whatever. Like, I mean, of course, people can wear white top and not be like that, but we're talking something specific to the area and people that are listening that are from the area, you will understand what we're really saying. Right. Like we just had this conversation when we were in Target a few weeks ago. I bought a pack of those white t-shirts. <laughs> they have not been opened. You haven't opened the t-shirts? I haven't even cracked them, bad boys. What? But it to me, it just boils down to, you know, how we police. I'm not even going to just say men. I'm going to also say how we police women. Because women in this community are also are supposed to uphold this toxic masculinity by calling a man out on those feminine traits. Yeah. Oh my God, that just triggered the oh, that's gay thing. That's so gay. No homo. Uh, you remember when people were saying no homo. Yes. I absolutely hated it. I still say it sometimes here and there, you know, as a joke. But I'm funny, so don't play with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it's like, it, it, to me, it's just, it, it covers so many different areas and it's so many different conversations that are linked to the conversation about toxic masculinity. You have gender roles. You have sexual roles in our community. So, sexual roles and gender roles within the homosexual community. So, for you, you're talking male on male. Mm-hmm. And in my perspective, I'm talking female on female. Correct. Hmm. And how all of that ties into one thing. You know, it's, it's funny to me, and sorry if my mother is listening to this, um, but it's funny to me that most people look at me and, and perceive me to be a certain way. And then we have conversations and I tell them about the experiences that I've been through or the things that I'm into. And it's shocking to them. My God. If you don't say that, say that. And say, for me, people see me and they expect to hear something else as soon as I open my mouth. Mm, of course. I'm sorry. You're not going to hear that. Number one, I like my femininity. Period. And then number two, why do I have to sound like a thug? Like, to not saying it like that, because that whole phrase to me also made me just feel away about what a thug is and all of that. Like, that's a whole nother subject. Mm-hmm. But why do I have to sound as if I'm being a toxic male? Of course. <laughs> or you have to be a bitter, aggressive woman. Yeah. Or- you have to automatically be uneducated or you have to be um, ill-spoken. You can't speak with diction and show your vocabulary. You can't. None of that. No. None of that. It's, it's, it's frowned upon. Yes, we're policing. I'm sorry. I wasn't raised like that. I was raised to be educated. To you're use not, my words. You're not presenting in the way that they understand. So yeah. you can't be yeah. what they think you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> that's so true but I love I love being on the opposing side and like the underdog side but at the same time it's very frustrating because it's limiting to a certain like degree because mm. you're already walking in first of all we were having this conversation off 
off mic, but it's like in this world, we're already disenfranchised in so many different ways other than our skin. Mm -hmm. Like you got homosexuality that you're fighting. You got being understood in your home. Like before, well, at this age, we aren't at home anymore, but most of us. Okay, I was going to say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that's not a shot or a dig at anyone, honestly. Um, because some people move differently. Yeah. And you don't know the reasons for people still living at home. Yeah. So anybody that does still live at home or anybody that does have a roommate. I wish I still lived at home. Do you understand? You're on your own there. I I could do it. I could do it as long as I had like a section of the home that I could be in like without people. Are you really living at home at that point? Yeah. Or... Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there, but I am isolated. Removed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Detached from the actual situation. De- mm. We're going to get into that. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the conversation. Mm. See, and this is why I'm saying that this is more of a breakdown. This is just the introduction to this to a, a list in a series of conversations that we're going to have. Period. Um, and it's so exciting to me because these are conversations that we have on a daily basis. Yeah. How long have we been having this conversation about masculinity and masculine approach and masculine appeal and masculine presenting or feminine presenting by the trans community, um, the non-binary community, having conversations about, you know, pronouns and, you know, just sitting and realizing, oh, so if we're, if we are using these pronouns on an everyday basis, so I technically am presenting as he, him. And they. According to Google, it says the mythopoetic men's movement of the 1980s and 1990s really uh, originated the the usage of toxic masculinity. Mm. And they're saying down further in some more of this verbiage that it got you know more robust and more like out there um, in 2010. Mm. So I mean that's what Google said, but I don't know. I don't know. Either way, it's right here in our faces today, and it needs to be addressed, period. Absolutely. And we're going to do just that, sis. And we need y'all to do just that. Like, as we said earlier, like, these are conversations that we're having together, but we are all together. Absolutely. And this is something that, like, we just got to stop the bullshit. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Stop the wolf. Stop making me mad. Friend of my damn said. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, as always, we invite y'all to this conversation. Please email any questions, uh, any letters that you'd like for us to read. Yeah. Any conversations that you'd like for us to engage in to the dot sauce at yahoo.com. That is T H E dot S A U C E at Y A H O O dot com. Um, you can also check us out on all forms of social media at the Kindred Kids, um, Kindred.kids on Instagram. Um, and yes, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Uh, we actually both, no, not both. I actually have a name change on social media. Hey. Um, Boring Warren is no longer. You guys are now speaking to Sir Warren G, you know, in the building. What's up? So we're. Um, oh, I didn't introduce myself earlier. Did we do that? Did we tell them who we were? We didn't, but you know. 
they should know by now. I mean, this is season two. If you've been around before, um, I'm Danny B. You feel me? On the mic. I'm your boy Warren G. Mm-hmm. And we are the, the Kendrick Kids. Um, <laughs> we have a lot in store for you guys, so please just stay tuned. And we out. Bye. <laughs>